Welcome to episode 20 of the Welding Codex. This is a podcast for those who want to learn more about the technical side of welding. Welding codes, heat treatment, welding defects, metallurgy, and all the subjects that a person may have come across but didn't have time to get into too deeply. We have Peter Kinney back with us again um, with some good information on tubular structures, TKY type joints, etc. We're going to take a deep dive into Clause 10, Part C, which covers welding procedure qualification, which is Clause 10 in the 2020 version of the code. Um, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Peter Kinney's and do not reflect the official policy or position of the American Welding Society or the American Welding Society D1.1 Structural Steel Welding Code Committee. Pete's on one of the committees, so we need to throw that disclaimer out there. Um, before we get going, time for the advertisements. If you're on a budget and are looking for an online CWI training course, check out train-eng.com. Train-eng.com. The Part A online course for the CWI exam is $149. Part B is $129. Train-eng also has the CWI course split out. So if you only have a few areas that you would like to brush up on, and you don't want to shell out a bunch of money to do it, um, Train-eng has some buffet-style options. Train-eng has an online course that covers module six, eight nine and ten this course covers module six metal metal properties destructive testing module eight welding metallurgy can't say that word today metallurgy module nine weld and base metal discontinuities and module 10 visual inspection and nde methods all four of those modules are 75 dollars the cwi cwe part a question bonanza is $40. If you just want to take questions, a whole bunch of questions, and brush up, 40 bucks online. If you like what we're doing here and feel free to make a PayPal donation to my website, texasweldingengineering.com. I also do welding consulting, welding engineering consulting. I'm a licensed professional engineer in the state of Texas. Also check out my YouTube channel, the material posted on that platform, we cover a lot of different, sub I cover a lot of different subjects there, um, welding codes and just a lot of different questions. So anyways, welcome to the Welding Codex and let's dive into today's podcast. So now we're getting to part C, which is welding procedure qualification. So we're out of the pre-qualified and now we're into the qualified area. Position of welds, just like we've had before, we got flat, horizontal, vertical, and overhead. And these are referencing back to the figures shown back uh, that we previously discussed in 6.1 or 6.2 of the 2020. And the test assembly positions are figure 10.12 for groove welds in, in, in tubulars and figure 10.13 for fillet welds in, in tubulars. So if we go and look at these figures here, uh, that's 917 and 918 in 2015. So these will be, now we're in, introducing one that is that is different than what we've done before. Uh, I mean, plate, we have, we have a 1G. Here we have 1G rotated. Uh, we have 2G, just like we've had before. Uh, the new one that we have for tubulars, we have 5G. And what 5G is, is the tubular is horizontal. The weld has both 
an overhead, if you were to start at the bottom and weld up, an overhead, a horizontal overhead, a vertical, and then a flat. So you go through all three uh, positions uh, for a 5G test. A 6G, which is also a new one in there, we have two versions of 6G. So a 6G is where the pipe is at approximately 45 degrees, and there you run into all of your positions while welding. Now, you've also heard of maybe something called a 6GR. What does the R mean? It means restrictor plate or restriction ring. And basically what that has is a plate that eliminates or makes it more difficult to have access to make the weld. And this is the one you would use for TYK connections to qualify for those. And uh, then our, our figure uh, 10 3, uh, this is the one for fillet welds. Like I said, they're basically uh, uh, very similar to the, the tubular ones. The uh, 1F uh, rotated is a little different because the weld is at a 45 uh, or the pipe is at a 45 or and but you're or or plate if you're welding it to a plate but it's rotated so while it would seem difficult to do if you rotate it you're always welding in the flat position you can have uh 2f you can also have that rotated and that would be kind of like when we talk about our lap welds you know pipe inserted in another one or a, or a pipe welding down to a base plate um, you can also have it where the pipe is sideways uh and it's in the horizontal position and it's being rotated. Uh, this is commonly done as well. Uh, instead of welding on top, you're welding at, let's say, like the three o'clock uh, position. So that would be uh, another way. Then we have our uh, 4F where we're welding overhead and, and a 5F where the pipe is uh, stationary and you weld all the way around it, making our fillet weld. So similar to what we've seen before, just a, a little different spin on it with a couple new ones. Production welding positions qualified. This is in 1012. So when when you test a tubular, it, it cross-pollinates with our, our flat plate qualifications. So if we look at figure or excuse me, table 10 and 8, and I'm not sure what that is in the uh, 2015, but uh, Gary will be nine, nine. I think you're right. So if we look at our, our table figure, uh, excuse me, ta yeah, table eight. So here we have our, our WPS qualification. Remember, we're still, this is all talking about procedures. We're not on people yet. So when you, when you qualify on tubular products, you also get plate qualifications at the same time. Um, so if you're able to qualify on tubulars instead of plate, you always get more you get more bang for your buck if you can qualify on, on tubulars. So um, here, this table is just lot, very similar laid out to the other table we covered in, uh, in, in clause six that I believe was table 6.1 in the 2020 version. But uh, so, and this is where, uh, if you wanna qualify for everything, basically that's where we see the 6GR almost basically gets you everything across the board. So if you were only going to do one test, that would be the one to do. If you can't do the 6G or the 6GR, 
Well, the other one to do would be a 2 and 5G, which kind of gets you everything across the board as well. But where you start having notes is when you really start looking at your uh, TYK connections, uh, you'll, you'll see a lot of notes popping up. Like, let's take, for example, uh, D. So here we're allowed to do uh, connections as long as they conform with figure uh, 10.6. Uh, or figure 1018, so, or uh, so, or 10 uh, 1018B. Those are for testing. Uh, but so we got to watch our notes on depending on which one you qualify for. So as we said before, the big words giveth, the little letters taketh. Yeah, and these tables are pretty standard across most welding codes. You know, it's going to tell you what you you know if you did this, this, and this. It's going to tell you what you've got as far as qualifications, what you can do. It's, this is just like Pete said, it's just a little more, a little more bang for your buck because if you do it on tubulars due to the level of difficulty, it's going to give you, uh, you're going to be able to go back and do plate and whatnot. So just something to think about. Correct. So now we're on the 1013, which is type of qualification tests, methods of testing, and acceptance criteria for WPS qualification. That's a long one. So uh, a very long title, but there's uh, it's actually a small uh, section. This is just basically saying that if you follow uh, table 10.9, 10.10, or table 10.11, and this is CJPs, PJPs, and fillets, um, and then you can find the details on the individual non-destructive testing and, and mechanical tests requirements are found in 6.5. So here it directs us to a table that has the requirements. We'll go over those uh, tables in just a second. But you basically find all those tests back in uh, 6.5. So for 2015, that's table 9.10 for complete joint penetration table 911 for partial joint penetration or table 912 for fillet welds and then the test requirements are found in 4.5 for 2015 so here it has it walks through like how you have to cut the tubulars up uh, in conformance with figure 1014 or figure 1015 uh, it has the acceptance criteria has to be per 610 with the following exceptions all right tyk connections your melt through is not unlimited. So you, if you're using a, let's say like a wire welding process, a lot of times you've ever heard the term whiskers, you're going to have kind of whiskers and melt through po poking through uh, for, and then the next one is for tubulars to full circumference of the weld shall be RT or UT examined in conformance with clause eight, part C and clause 10 part F is applicable. Let's say you qualify on a 20 inch pipe. You got to, perform NDT on the full circumference, not just, hey, I only need, let's say, 16 inches of well to get my tests out of. Um, no, you need to inspect the full thing. So let's go to those tables real quick. Uh, table 10.9, we're going to start with that one first. So we've seen table, we've seen a version of 10.9 back in uh, in clause six. Uh, the the thing I want to really bring our attention to is, okay, so they break it into, if you're on the far left-hand side, you have job size test pipes and you have standard test pipes. 
Job size test pipes are basically less than 24, greater than 24. We're really not going to discuss those too much, except that you usually normally get test diameter and over, and depending on the thickness, it's either an eighth to two T or like half of T to two T. And you can look at those, but the thing to really look at is your standard test pipes. And the reason I say that is two qualifications can get you almost everything. And what I mean by that is, so with either using a two inch schedule 80 or a three inch schedule 40, it gives you a nominal diameter that you're qualified for production of three quarter through four inch and one eighth to three quarter inch thickness. Okay. So you're da- you weld a two inch pipe and you can get all the way down to three quarters of an inch. That's pretty good. And then on the heavier side and larger diameter, you weld either a six, six inch schedule 120 or an eight inch schedule 80. You get four inches and in o- over three sixteenths minimum and unlimited thickness. So two tests get you from three quarter inches in diameter, eighth of an inch thickness up to unlimited. Um, that is, if you have the skill set to do it, that is the best combination that to run. And uh, to make it a little slicker, what I normally tell people to do is do, uh, let's say like X, I think X52 is the highest uh, or X56 maybe. Uh, if you use one of those, that'll get you a group two and group two to group two and get it dual certified and group two to group one. And you can get all that stuff. That's, uh, that's where you can save a lot of money and really get a range of qualifications. Now, the other thing I want to make sure everyone's aware of in little tiny note, a, which is, which is up on the top of the page tests on pipe or tubing. It has subscript or superscripts a and B a is all pipe well, all pipe and tube welds shall be visually inspected and subject to NDT. And those those reference you back to clause six. Uh, they have the clauses here. Uh, unfortunately, it's not apparent in the main table, and there are lots of people that miss one or both of those. And you've basically spent a lot of money on welding and testing to where you have a non-compliant PQR. So make sure we always know about what. Uh, about doing our NDT. And then uh, B is just uh, pushing us to table eight for groove welds required for TYK type uh, connection joints. There's other notes on here, but that's the main thing I want uh, people to be aware of. Uh, and then table 10.9 ten, uh, is the, or there's a continuation of a metric version. 10.10 10 is for uh, PJPs. Uh, in here, it's going more off of uh, groove depth and uh and diameter ranges so you look at this uh like i said very similar to what we've seen before this is 9 11 in 2015 number and types of test specimens in the range of thickness qualified wps for partial joint penetration groove welds go back go ahead pete all right and then uh 10 11 is for fillet welds so here we have a we can have a pipe t-test um, and uh, that's figure 1016, but then it also jumps us back to table 910, or excuse me, yeah, 109 for pipe diameter qualification. So we got to be we got to be careful and use these in con- conjunction with each other, 
because uh, here we're getting pushed back for table uh, 10.9. So for our diameter limitation, it's basically the easiest way to look at it is test diameter and over is what you're allowed. So uh, those standard test pipes would also kind of come in handy even for our fillet weld ones because three quarter inch through four inch and then four inches and over you do two tests and you get a whole bunch uh or you could even just do a that or just do a three quarter inch uh, uh or or do a three quarter inch real thin guy uh and you get pipe thicknesses unlimited so there there's there's ways to go about this uh, i would generally uh the uh either a real small thin pipe if possible or use some of your drops from your standard test pipes that you bought to do your uh, CJP groove welds. All right, Gary, where, where are we at? We are now on 1014 CJP groove welds for tubular connections. Uh, this is broken into uh, four, four, uh, four parts. And the first part we have, and this is how we're classifying CJP groove welds. So we have CJP uh, butt joints uh, uh, with backing or back gouging. And that's uh, referring us to uh, 10.14.1. Then we got them welded from one side only. That's pushing us to 10.14.2. And then we got TYK connections. We have one with uh, one with backing or back gouging, which is 10.14.3. Uh, then without 10.14.4. So if we're if we're qualifying our procedure with backing or back gouging. Then we need to use the figure 1018A with backing, um, or with back gouging, or 1018B with backing. So if we slide to those, like I said, you need to have multiple multiple hands to to be able to accomplish this one because you're flying around. This is where, uh, even though I like having a PDF uh, version, uh, this is one of the sections that really makes me appreciate a paper copy. So on our figure uh, 10, 18, A, and B. Which are 923A and 923B in 2015. One thing to, uh, though it is not written on uh, figure A. So what figure A shows is a WPS qualification without backing. So basically we have a, uh, a single V with uh, a land uh, that says eighth inch eighth inch max of a land so you have like a knife edge or uh, but it also does not show back gouging it doesn't have that on the tail of the WPS so if you're using this 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 figure can be used for two two qualifications it can be used with back gouging or we'll just read about in a minute without back gouging so if your intent to qualify this is with back gouging, you use the same figure, you just got to back gouge it. Uh, figure B is something we've seen back in uh, clause. Uh, Gary, am I right on that clause number? Clause. Yeah. Uh, clause. We'll have our, oh, excuse me, clause three for the 2015. It's clause five for uh, uh, in the 2020. So, this is, is, I mean, a very similar joint detail we've seen. I mean, single V with a backing bar. Uh, we've seen this before. Or, so they said there's the, the one nuance I really wanted to go over was figure A can be used two ways. Uh, 
Uh, and then if we jump down to with uh, without backing welded from one side, uh, it tells us to use the same joint detail, figure 10, uh, 18A. We just don't pack gouge. Now moving on to uh, 10.14.3. This is uh, TYK connections with back backing or back gouging. So here you pick up the, the I mean, I'm not sure why this one goes into a little more detail, but it says to pick out the nominal OD selected from table 10.9. Then it has us go to 10.18.B or for nominal pipe ODs equal to or greater than 24 inches, a plate qualification done in conformance with 610 using the joint detail figure 1018b okay so this would be something if you if you're doing really big pipe you can basically like i said 24 inches things start to become like a flat plate so that's why they're allowing that type of qualification to occur um, and then we go to 1014.4 uh, which is tyk connections without backing welded from a single side this is how a lot of welds, uh, if they're not in the pre-qualified realm, this is what you would be doing for TYKs is, is this part right here. And so now it's pushing us to a different figure. This is figure 1020 uh, for pipes that are uh, four inches or greater or figure 1020 and figure 1022 for box connections. And then we got another figure in here, figure 1021, for pipes with a diameter less than four inches, uh, or figure uh, 1022 for box tubes. So let's go look at all this. So now we got we got 1020, we got 1021, and we got 1022 to look at. So we got we got three figures there, right, Gary? Am I counting right? Yep. All right. So in figure 1020, what this is, this is our type qualification where we have a restrictor uh, plate on it. So in this qualification, we have the tubular at a 45. The top is the same OD uh, as the test pipe. However, it's, uh, it's not beveled. It's a flush 90 degrees. And it has a restrictor ring that is uh, a, a a maximum of a half inch away and that restrictor ring is six inches in diameter minimum so basically you got a piece of pipe or a tube you got a um, a plate welded around it and that allow that prevents you from i'll say kind of like uh, uh making it easy to muscle up on the joint get up close to it uh you lose your restriction of bringing your uh, your hand up if you're running let's say like i mean flux core or or smaw or any of them uh and then you have your pipe so you have a single bevel uh on here uh 37 and a half uh degrees you can have a, a zero to uh to an eighth inch land or excuse me a 16th inch land and uh you also the, while the ODs are the same diameter, the ID is th a minimum of 3 sixteenths smaller. So we look at it this way. Let's say you're using, a, I don't know, something heavy, a 6 inch 180 wall or something like that. Well, your that would be for your top pipe, but for your uh, smaller one, 
it could be something like um, it has to be a half inch minimum. And I don't have my tables handy, but I'm thinking that would be like uh, uh, a six inch, 120 or something like that to make sure you have that. Or you got to bore out your pipe to allow for, to have that that three sixteenths minimum uh, gap. I'll say this is not an easy just walk up, qualify anyone off the street unless you're really looking for uh, good welders that that know what they're doing on this. So um, this would not be a, a fun test to break out on. Now we go to figure uh, 1021, uh, which is very similar. Uh, however, the, uh, the OD is smaller. Uh, that's the, the the biggest requirement on it. So you're testing more on the OD for uh, uh, for what you got in production. And some of the numbers numbers change slightly, uh, but the the essence of it is still the same. You still have that three sixteenths minimum um, difference in in IDs. So you still have the restrictor ring. Now I think the last one we talked about that we mentioned, Gary, was that was figure. 1022 wasn't it yeah so this is a unique test uh, and, and you only do this on box tubing so if you look at box or let's say box rectangular either of those two so you have uh you're welding some version of flat plate and then you have corners and the corners are where it gets hard uh so what this test goes after is can you make that corner? So you weld this up. It's very similar to that 6GR test. So instead of having a your your square, your rectangular box welded to another box, you have it welded to a flat plate. And that flat plate is also your restrictor ring all in one. So uh, the setup is similar, 37 and a half you got where it's six inches bigger than the uh, outer side of the the tube, and you got to make this weld at that 45 degree angle, uh, where where the bevel is going on on the it's on the lower piece looking up. So you weld this up, and you macro etch coming in at a 45 on each corner. And what this does is this makes sure that you have penetration uh, all the way through on those or whatever you're required in the in the code to get to those areas. So uh, this is a, another painful test. Uh, I would not have uh, someone, I mean, an inexperienced person do this. They're going to need a lot of uh, a lot of coaching and a lot of uh, trial and error and practice uh, to be able to get this test done. So those are our uh, our three tests for the the different TYK connections. So those are figure 925, 926, and 927 in 2015. Go ahead, Pete. All right. So I think we've handled uh, TYK connections without backing, welded from one side only. Uh, no, we have not handled it. I apologize. We've got through the first part of it. Now there's number two, a sample joint or a tubular mock-up. 
the sample joint or tubular mock-up shall provide at least one macro etch test section for each of the following conditions. The groove combining the greatest groove depth with the smallest groove angle or combination of grooves to be used test with welding position vertical. That's the first one. Next one. The narrowest root opening to be used with a 37 and a half groove angle, one test welded in the flat position and one welded in the overhead. The widest root opening to be used with a 37 and a half groove angle, one test to be welded in the flat position and one test to be welded in the overhead position. We've done one of these figures we talked about, figure 1020, 1021, 1022. Well, 2020, 1022 is an add-on for uh, uh, the other one. So if you're doing boxes, you got to do 1020, 1020 or 1021 and then uh, add on that other test. Excuse me. No, you can do it or it's an or it's not an and my mistake. And then you got to do all these other mock-up joints and figure out for whatever your production is. If you only have one TYK type joint, you're qualifying. Well, it's not too bad, but if you got a whole uh, mess of drawings of them, and you're trying to figure out how to maximize uh, one test qualifying a lot of procedures or production situations, you got to figure this out and you may not be able to do it. You may be able to may have to make multiples of these. So once you jump into the non-pre-qualified realm of TYKs, there's a lot of testing and a lot of mock-up, but generally when you're using these type connections, uh, you're doing it on some sort of structure that uh, really makes it worthwhile or demands, necessitates those kind of requirements. Oh, and there's a D. I apologize. That's on the next page. For max box connections only, the minimum groove angle, quarter dimension, and quarter radius to be used in combination, one test in the horizontal. Though the macro etch testaments required in, in one and two above shall be examined for discontinuities. Okay, so we got our simple stuff. We have no cracks. We need to have thorough fusion between layers of weld metal and base metal. Now, this this is one that, uh, well, I guess they, they've uh, they've addressed it a little bit. I'll, then we have uh, C. Uh, you have to have it conforming to the details. Uh, no undercutting allowed uh, per the values in 8.9. For porosity of 30 seconds of an inch or larger, accumulated porosity shall not exceed a quarter inch. No accumulated slag, the sum which of greatest shall be a quarter of an inch. So while we have B that says thorough fusion between adjacent weld layers of weld metal and between weld metal and base metal, you, you, do, you are allowed some porosity and slag. So... Uh, I would say B has some modifiers there. Those specimens not conforming to A through F shall be considered unacceptable. B through F are not applicable to the backup weld. Now, remember I, I mentioned briefly, and we were talking about, I can't remember if it was the PJPs or the CJPs. Well, in, it was uh, on the CJPs. There, there's if you when you look at these figures nine, ten, and eleven, and ten, and ten, there's an area called backup weld, and basically that is also kind of like the Z loss in your in your uh, PJPs. It's going to be kind of a kind of a you're just basically making something for the weld to hang on to, 
and that it's it's not going to be the greatest weld there and this acceptance criteria uh mentions that it says so a through f that's what it, the your the specimen has to have that b through f are not applicable to the are are, are are not applicable to the backup weld. So the backup weld, it's going to have slag if you're using uh, SMAW. It's going to have, I mean, uh, some possible lack of fusion coming from a fusion like short arc. Uh, it'll it'll probably it could have a lot of porosity, but it's not applicable to the backup weld. It's just no cracks. That is the most important one because those could definitely propagate. So. One thing is to understand where the backup weld starts and where the backup weld stops. And uh, when we get to the inspection portion of that is I, I got a, uh, a story uh, to really tell about not understanding where the backup weld starts at or it's in existence and it costs someone a lot of money. So. Now we're jumping down to 101442 CJP groove welds in a TYK connection with a dihedral angle less than 30 degrees. All right, so this is where if you were to take your hand between your, like your finger and your thumb, and let's say you have a 90, well, keep squishing that down until you have a really small opening, and that's going to be like where you're less than 30. So basically what it is, it's hard to have access to it. That's that's what we're getting at is, is uh, I mean, there's not a lot of space to work within. So here uh, it's telling us go to uh, a couple other sections. 10.14.4.1.2a is required. And we have to do three macro test sessions, so it'll be cut from the test specimen. And those got to uh, meet the requirements of 10.14.4.1.3, which luckily is the part that I just read to y'all uh, about where it's like no cracks, thorough fusion. So uh, that's where we're getting the macros to. It should show the required theoretical weld uh, with a due allowance for backup welds to be discounted as shown in detail C and D of figures 10, 9, and 10, 11, 10, 11 or through 9 through 10, 11. And then in figure 10, 19 is for what we have for our test joint. This is 915.42 CJP groove welds in TKY connections, WPS with dihedral angles in 2015. Go ahead, Pete. All right. So, uh, and then 10.14.4.3 are CJP groove welds and TYK connections using GMA-S, which is S is for short arc. For TYK connections, we're, we're using short arc. We have to qualify in conformance with six is, is, is required to welding the standard joint configurations details in 10.10.2. So, it's pushing us back to six to qualify and then the here to qualify. And then we got to do it within figures 10, 20. And if we remember our figure 10, 20, that was uh, where we talked about having it's a, uh, a tubular with a restrictor ring and all that uh, and that offset root opening. Um, so it's uh, you got to do a lot of work with it. And now 
And now we're going to add on, this is 10.14.44. This is when you got to add CVN toughness. So uh, WPS is for butt joints, longitudinal circumferential seams within 0.5D, uh, so D is diameter, of attached members uh, in tubular connection. Uh, they're called joint cans because it's kind of like looking like a can. Uh, requiring CVN testing under, this is pushing us back to the design area of 10722. Uh, shall be required to demonstrate weld metal CVN absorbed energy at 20 foot pounds at the at last, which are lowest temperature, or 0F, whichever is lower. So uh, 20 foot pounds, that's, that's a common requirement we see uh, pretty often. And here it also, if you're not using filler metals that don't encompass this requirement, or if the production welding range is outside the range covered by prior testing, this is mainly coming from like your A5 documents, which are your filler metal specs, then you have to do CVN weld tests on your weld metal during qualification, uh, as described in Clause 6. So here we have, I mean, we've, we've, we've talked about multiple different figures that we have to weld to, to, to make a qualification on a TYK that's not pre-qualified. So unless you really need to, I would try to stay in the pre-qualified range. Um, the next part we're going to do, which is real, should be real simple, which is, uh, what about for PJP fillets and tubulars that you got to qualify or butt joints? We have to qualify PJPs within table 1010, which uh, we, we briefly discussed uh, earlier, which is very similar to uh, our other tables, um, but it goes more on uh, groove depth uh, and then uh, what we get, and then also our, our thickness. And then fillets, those we have to qualify in conformance with 6.13 table 1011 and figure 1016. Now, uh, I'm not sure, did we discuss table or figure 1016, Gary? I think we did. Yeah, uh, we touched on it. All right, so uh, just a quick rundown on table, or, or excuse me, on figure 1016. It's a pipe inside of a pipe, um, and that's one way to do it. And you're, uh, if you're doing it in the 1F or the 2F, or if you're rotating it, uh, you do three specimens if it's the four and five f you take four specimens out of it uh or you do it to a flat plate so that's detail a detail b um so okay so we have now handled the wps or pqr requirements for test positions i'm going to expand on what pete said if you're going to go in and you have to do procedure qualification for um, tubular structures, make yourself a plan, make yourself a, uh, a matrix, a grid, uh, take some time and do some planning and make sure that you've got everything covered because it's not going to just be one test. It's going to be multiple tests if you're going to go this route. So just make sure you've got it all covered. Um, I used to work in the oil and gas industry down here in Houston, and generally any project we had, there was a a matrix of, you know, we need this, 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 this. You know, there'd be 14 different um, PQRs that needed to be qualified. So just 
something to think about if you're going to go that route and try and get the most bang for your buck. But I'd have a flow chart and I'd have a, um, a WPS PQR matrix that, you know, okay, we're doing this joint, this joint, this joint. Make sure you have everything covered. Yeah, it's like when uh, um, I've qualified these in the past, I haven't done one recently. But what I would do, as Gary was saying, like a flow chart per se, I would come up with and I'd write down all the or photocopy, print out, cut out, whatever, the different uh, clauses and what their limitations are. And then from that, I would start putting together my test requirements to, to do out in the in the shop. It, like I said, there was a, it's, it, it not only is also that when you start doing the mock-ups, you have to give a lot of instructions to the fitters to what is considered like, let's say the backup weld or the Z loss or um, how far out the weld needs to go. And it changes as you walk around uh, the, the branch. Uh, so a, a lot of sketches be present. Um, that's the, the, these are where uh, in the, in the D11 world, um, this is like more of the cream of the crop type uh, uh, welding procedures and PQRs. So it's the, they're, they're not easy. And I would really hope uh, out of the box, this is not like one of the first things you attempt doing because it's going to be a learning curve and it's, it'll be a steep one. Okay, that wraps up episode 20, um, which covered part C, qualification and WPSs for tubular structures. Most of this was in the 2020 version of code. If you get a chance, check out my YouTube channel. Um, all you got to do is Google Gary Pace Welding YouTube, and I'll come up with a bunch of videos. I have a lot of uh, material out there that explains welding codes, just general welding stuff. I don't show people how to weld. There's a lot better people out there that can show you how to weld than I could do. Also, if you have any idea for a future episode, email me at gpacex at gmail.com. We're just about done with AWS D1.1 and probably looking for material or if you got any questions you want answered, shoot them our direction. Once again, thanks for listening. GP out.